Welcome back to Amerisogyny. I am your host, Hannah Blue. This is episode three, how to move on from an abusive relationship and enter into a healthy one. When you leave an abusive relationship, there are all kinds of thoughts running through your mind. You may be thinking, I'm never going to find someone to love me because maybe that's what your ex put in your head. Understand this is a lie. This is just a tactic your ex used to manipulate and control you. Understand you are lovable and worthy of love. And stop thinking you attract what you are. You might be in a tough spot right now, but there are a lot of broken, evil people out there who are attracted to good people. Good people get hurt all the time. That doesn't mean their light stops shining. And if someone sees your light, they're going to be attracted to it, whether they're bad or good. And if you happen to meet someone who reminds you of your ex, don't internalize that. If something doesn't feel right early on, just cut them off. Healing is confronting everything that kept you in a bad relationship. Here's something you can do. Write out what you don't like about yourself in one column and in the other column, write something positive about it. You may think you have a big forehead or big teeth. Maybe you don't like your hair. Maybe you don't like your feet. Write one or two positive affirmations about these things. Let me give you an example. In column A, you have, I have dark skin. But in column B, you have, my skin is always smooth and soft. And it is because you take care of it. Another example, in column A, I'm short, but in column B you have, I have a great walk. People compliment me for having a very sexy walk. Meditate on the positives until you begin to believe them. You'll find out you're not as bad as you think you are. In fact, you're even better. Think of building your self-esteem as planting a beautiful garden. Grand gardens take lots of work. You have to till the soil, get the right nutrients, decide if you want fruit or flowers. And just as you would plant a garden, you lay down the foundation of a brand new you. The foundation is your mind. The fruit or flowers are positive thoughts. Now, there are times when negative thoughts will come. Those are the weeds. You'll need to work hard to banish them as quickly as they come. Think about it. Rose bushes need pruning. Pianos need tuning in order to play beautiful music. Building your self-worth is a similar process. It's a journey and it takes time. If you're in the process of believing good things about yourself and you're not there yet when you meet a new person, here's some things not to do. Number one. Never put yourself down in front of a new person. You don't know this person. It doesn't matter how they make you feel in the beginning. Remember I told you in an earlier episode, narcissists can play a role for up to two years. When you meet someone new, they might present their best selves and it may be all lies. While you're transitioning your mind to speak life into yourself, never address your insecurities out loud. Don't say self-depreciating things. Oh, I'm so fat. Or, 
Do I look fat? Don't apologize for little things. I hear men apologize for having a bit of stubble on their faces. Don't do that. If she likes you, she won't care if you've shaven or not. The new person is listening to everything you say. They are watching and waiting. And if they're evil, they'll file away what you say for later and use it against you. Number two, show interest. Stop listening to this idiotic rule of, oh, wait five minutes before you text back because you don't want to appear thirsty. Listen, if you've weeded your garden and pruned your rose bushes, do they not need water? That is an idiotic rule some broken child made up and people ran with it. If you're talking or texting on the phone, respond as they are responding to you. If they're interested, reciprocate the interest. Now, if you notice they're lagging behind in communication, cut them off. You don't need to build anything with someone who has a childish mindset. You may wait five minutes for a drive through order or wait in line to check out your groceries, but you definitely do not wait for someone to respond to you. If you're not getting the same energy you give, they're not for you. And sometimes it's subtle. You may be having a great conversation and all of a sudden they hang up without saying goodbye. Don't ignore that. That's a red flag. They didn't respect you enough to properly end the call. Uh Uh-uh. If you see actions that contradict their words, run. Red flag A. Let's say he told you he had a job. You later find out he doesn't. Run. If he told you he didn't have kids, well, you find out he has a newborn. And let me hip you to the game. Here's what some dusties will say. Well, I didn't tell you about the baby because I didn't know if it was mine. That's still something he kept from you. Run. Red flag B. She tells you she's a nurse. You later find out she's a nursing assistant. Now, There's nothing wrong with being a nurse's aide, but there's definitely something wrong with lying. And if she can lie to you so easily about something so trivial, she'll lie about something bigger. You want honesty in the beginning and throughout the relationship. Lying is a sign of deeper issues. Red flag C. Now this may ruffle some feathers, but so be it. Because this is about finding the best relationship for you. Men, let's say you're dating a girl. You find out later the girl was born a guy. And they didn't tell you, nor were they planning to. If you're straight and not into dating transgender people, run. It doesn't matter what the reason is. This person was trying to deceive you. They didn't respect you enough to be honest with you. And here's how they might spin the narrative. Oh, I was scared. I really liked you and I knew if you found out you might leave. Okay, you have every right to leave. They should have told you and allowed you to decide whether or not you wanted to continue the relationship. Maybe you would have or maybe not. But you don't need somebody lying to you. And don't let the person manipulate you into believing you are transphobic. You are not. 
You have the right to date and build honest and trustworthy romantic relationships with whomever you choose. That choice is yours. Red flag D. Do you like blank guys? I love dating blank girls. I don't date women of my race because, and then they proceed to tear down the women of their race. Or they may say, I like to date blank girls because they look like Beyonce. They have big boobs. Run or for the men. Oh my God. I love BTS. You look just like Taehung. I just love Asian guys. Run. You are not a member of BTS. You don't need some crazy man or woman dating you because they have a fetish for your race. You want someone to date you for you. Number four, focus on actions, not words. Everybody isn't stupid. Intelligent people read a lot. Books, research articles, even people. They study people as they would a foreign language. And some people are masters of their craft. If they say one thing, then do another. Uh Uh-uh. Example A. You have a date scheduled at 8 o'clock. 8.45 rolls around and you haven't heard from them. Text them or call them once. If they don't answer, block them. They knew the date was at 8. If something happened, you're both adults and they know how to reach out and contact you. If they can't respect you, and notice how I focus on respect a lot. If they cannot respect you enough to reach out and let you know why they're running late, forget them. They could be testing you. They could be irresponsible. Either way, why would you settle for that? Example B. He or she tells you, I love my mom. But then you find out they're always fighting with their mother. And they don't treat their mother with respect. Ladies, let me explain something to you. A man who does not get along with his mother will never get along with you. And on the flip side... You'll never have a good relationship with a mama's boy because he will always put his mother first. She will always know your business. Run. Number five, be aware of cultures that are different from yours. This is important. When you're dating a man from a different culture, you'd better be aware of how women are viewed in his culture. And you'd better know if his views are in alignment with his culture. If you are very independent and you have very feminist views, his culture may frown on that. He may frown on the way you are. And if he does, nine times out of ten, he's not going to change. He's going to try to change you. Any man you need to change for is not the right man for you. I don't care how pretty he is. I don't care how much money he makes. He will not make you happy. And that leads me to number six. Be aware of people who do not accept you as you are. Okay, you love wearing makeup. And he says, I don't like women who wear a lot of makeup. Bye. Let's say you have wigs for days. He says, I like women with natural hair. Bye. You're a dresser, honey. You love clothes and shoes and you look good. But he says, the Lord says, Women should be modest. Bye. 
because the Lord gave me the money to buy these clothes and he knew what I would wear when he formed me in the womb. That's a manipulator, ladies. If he knows you love God and he tries to use God to make you feel bad, run. Jesus never judged anyone, but he is your only judge. He accepted everyone except the money changers. That's the only time he got mad. Men, be very careful of these types of women. I need a man making six figures. I need a man to get my nails done. You take her out for her birthday and she brings friends along and expects you to pay for everybody. Leave them hungry. Run. She's a user and you don't need that. Now it's okay to spoil your lady, but not her friends. And if she's being demanding in the beginning, uh uh-uh, she's for the streets. Now if you're stingy, you're for the streets. The point is to be aware if the person you're dating is a giver or a taker. Neediness for both sexes is a turnoff. If he wants you to wash his clothes and cook his food and he has not offered you a sliver of a ring, hasn't even mentioned marriage, if that's what you're going for, bye. You're not his mama. Let him wash his own clothes and cook his own food. You don't need that. And never compromise. If you are dating for marriage and he or she says, well, I'm really not looking for that. I'm just looking to have fun. Take them at their word and leave them. Cut them off. Lucky number seven, be aware of sudden changes in behavior. If you guys are communicating consistently, then the calls or texts become scarce, then that's when you fall back. That's not the time to increase your interest. If he or she was going out with you and now all of a sudden they have excuses, bye. They could be playing a game or they could no longer be interested. Either way, that's not who you want. You want consistency. You want him or her to show up. You want a grown man or a grown woman with a grown mind, not the mind of a child. If their interest peaks again, then falls off, ghost them. This tactic is called breadcrumbing. They'll give you just enough attention to keep you interested when they know you're not the one they want. People go after what they want. They spend time with them because they make time for them. They bring out the best in them, not the worst. Now, this is a shorty lesson, but I hope you got something out of it. Getting back into the dating game once you've given yourself time to heal can be scary. But if you're consistent and believe in yourself, you will attract a good person who is mature, honest, and nurturing. And I'm out of time. I hope you received something in this episode that you can use to move on, heal, and be happy. Thank you for listening. And if you liked episode three, be sure to share it. Be easy, take care, and be